0: For those of you who live in the u.s it is surely autumn i definitely this weekend broke out those sweaters those extra hot mugs for drinks and for those of you not in the u.s this is a very like earthy warm time of the year here where we start to spend our last weekends outdoors i know i personally have some apple picking events and baking from all of that planned for sure how about you enjoying these last warm but slightly chilly days before winter If not, do try to get some fresh air as it definitely does a body good and it is the right time of year. Now, it feels so good to connect with you guys here and uh, the podcast and even face-to-face as we have been on IG. If you don't already know, we're doing lives all this week and next. In fact, we have one tomorrow at 2 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. We always uh, usually advertise them on our stories. So many of you are expressing to us in those lives and in our DMs, your struggles with communication with your spouse. And you kind of are saying you feel unheard or like if you do acknowledge what you, you know, you feel or you try to like get into with your husband, you just kind of feel ignored or just he lashes out at you or your, your feelings never really get acknowledged or validated. And I totally know what that feels like because I talk to women every day about those things. In fact, I think we had just like 18 calls this week alone on that particular topic. And then obviously a ton of other topics with all the other women. So yeah, it is it is not just you, it's, it's not easy. And we know that, but no worries. We have some love increasing remedies for you to warm him up to all that listening, and engaging. Of course, there's deeper stuff going on guys, but we have to also say, are we also doing enough on our side? And today we're going to give you these five easy things you could do, just like add to your repertoire to just increase that love between you. Because when you do that, it just sets the mood for just better communication in general. So can't hurt. Let's get into it. Let's get into the languages of love with an Islamic twist. (laughs) Hello, assalamualaikum. Alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, a licensed educator of 20 years, big mom, big sister, big auntie to the community, and mom of five, and just really, really loving connecting with you guys over the podcast, in our classes, in our consultations, in our private community, um, in all that we do, throughout our free resources, tons of stuff that we do with you guys all the time. And if you guys didn't already know, our mission here is to help Muslim women live a more balanced life that is rooted in the Quran and Sunnah while still maintaining their modern identity without compromise. And we love that. We don't just want you to do it alone. We want you to do it with a ton of support. And that's why we're here with a whole bunch of resources. We didn't find any out there, we didn't find ones that fit us as women. So we did what any good woman has to do. We made our own and <laughs> we shared them with all you guys for free all the time. If you guys don't already know, we have tons of free resources. It's kind of like the after party for the podcast at www.mindful-muslimah.com. It's where you'll get access to all of our resources and classes, PDFs, downloadables, community, everything that you want in there. All right. So let's get into today. I have an absolute ton of info to share with you ladies on increasing the love between you and your husband. And this is something you guys have asked me to talk about. So that is why we're like really honing in. And I honestly have hours of info that I could share in this and I feel really good about that because I know that's a a point of contention with so many of you. But we're just going to squeeze in little gems of knowledge into this 20 to 30 minute podcast because... The Real Party is going to be in our Absolutely Free Marriage Improving Masterclass, an entire marriage boost program that opens the 19th. I'll be able to be in front of you for a longer amount of time, have visuals, give you guys handouts like gifts and everything, and you guys will get a ton more. But here we're definitely going to get started with giving you five new ways to increase the love between you and your husband in kind of a fun and light way. We know some of the topics that we talk to you guys privately about or even on the podcast here are really difficult. In fact, in the coming weeks, we're going to touch on divorce, contemplating divorce. That might be something that you might be going through, dealing with maybe husbands who are narcissists. And I I don't throw that word around lightly because I know that it's kind of like a buzzword now, and that's not really the case. There's so many types of narcissism, and it's, it's not something to be taken lightly. Um, some of you guys have husbands who do not practice, and that's real problems for you. They're not praying, or they're not you know, treating you well. You feel like your marriage is falling apart. You're going through all these different things. So we might go into some stuff that is a bit more um, difficult in the upcoming podcast podcast. But we will then turn around and bring some really light stuff as well as we talk about the secrets to a successful marriage and other stuff like that. So really, really excited to bring a ton of stuff for you. And for this is for women who are unmarried or married, although obviously we're talking about increasing the love with your spouse a lot of you guys are in our um marriage program on finding a spouse and you either just got married um you know based because of the program or you just like are are on that journey to get married and this stuff is stuff all of us women who are married wish we knew before we get married so if you guys are doing that whole thing where you're skilling up before you get married or you're in a marriage right now and you're just trying to fix it This is for you, right? And for parents, it's always good if you have younger children to like know this stuff so you can advise your children as they go looking for a spouse and they get married. I mean, knowing all this stuff will only benefit, alhamdulillah. So I really, really want to get into it. Now, I have a whole bunch of notes here because I am a bit geekish like that. And I want to make sure that I take whatever time you have here and we just honestly use it to the fullest but right before i start i have to actually take a quick moment here to deal with some pretty huge ruckus that you guys have been sending our way about consultation calls and i'm joking but like rightfully so you guys have a right to be like hey Could you listen to what's going on with this? So I just need to respond to all the women for one second because there's so many DMs um, who have DMed me about my scheduler for booking consultation calls. So the transparent issue right now is that you guys have probably heard me say more than once on the podcast that we have these free 15-minute calls for each and every sister who wants one, right? And we even have 45-minute calls if you want to get really serious into advice. But the real issue right now is... Um, that so many of you have booked. We are probably booked, well, I am probably booked, at least two to three months out. So I had probably at least 40 women just this week that wanted to call right now that I had to say, hey, jump on the scheduler and just try to get one as soon as possible. And people are like, I can't get you till November or December. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And you know what the funny thing is? To compensate, I even added more, but you guys just book them right up anyway. And then more people come. So for the people who have DM'd me and said, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna wait it out until your schedule lightens up. I just wanna answer you all very honestly. Um, probably for the past six to nine months, my schedule has not let up. It is just honestly only increasing in the amount of requests that we're getting. So if you do want a 15 minute call, just put your put your little appointment in and you know what, it'll come around. And even if you say, you know, some people they put it on in one month and then they get me a month later and they're like, okay, so I fixed that problem, but I have another problem. And I'm like, cool, let's talk about it. So. Don't worry, but I would suggest that if you were waiting for your 15-minute call, that it's honestly not getting lighter. It's just getting more call requests, so just put it in there. And I have um, two other pieces of advice for you on how to get with me or talk to me privately, like easily. If you are a Thrive Muslim member, I just want to remind you, and you guys know that's our private community, that every single sister in thrive muslima it's part of what we do is entitled to a free 30 minute call with me for each month and it's first come first serve this is one of the perks of people in our community they get these free calls along with a bunch of other stuff which reminds me that you guys were asking about the revert classes i'm getting a ton of dms sorry guys have to address this here because i cannot keep up with you guys fast enough as you're reaching out to us and um the revert classes are for inside of the thrive muslima community for all of you that have been asking us and that is something that is like a bonus that we just gave to those women and the women inside get access this is not like an additional outside public free class because we have so many things that we give to them for the purpose of them actually being with us and working closely with us on themselves so you can read more about that stuff and everything we have inside of thrive muslima on the website that i gave you guys before wwwmindful mindful muslima m-u-s-l-a MAH.com. Don't want to waste any more time on that here. But the last thing is if it is urgent, I have women who contacted me just this week, a couple of them that their husband cheated on them, or a couple of them that they were in really deep, dark places. If you need me like more immediately and it's kind of really urgent, I totally get it. We also have 45-minute calls that you can get probably within one to two uh, or two to three weeks out. So way sooner. So you can catch me um, if you need to get me on like a more serious issue that is urgent. All of the links for these are below below. You can DM me on Instagram um, at MindfulMuslima or you can email my team at mindfulness at mindful-muslima.com. All right. Sorry. I had to do that little bit with you guys because so many of you are after the podcast DMing me or on the lives, private messaging me, and then I just had to let everybody know one shot because it's the only way to sometimes get these messages out. All right. So, alhamdulillah, pop quiz. Who has heard of the five love languages? Now, this is funny because I've seen it all over, you know, people talking about it here and there, and I thought we'd have a little fun with it today, but with an Islamic twist because it actually comes from a book written by Dr. Gary Chapman in 1992. And you know what's so funny with all these things that come out? Let me just be really honest. None of these things are like original things most of the time. I'm not talking about this book in particular, but I'm saying like so often there are things and that are coming out and they're just like repeats, rehashes, recreations of things that are so incredibly similar from people before them. So, um, you know, I've heard inklings of this before this book, but either way, we're going to give credit where credit's due. Dr. Gary Chapman in 1992, um, had this, um, five, these five languages, but today we're going to share an Islamic twist on it because after all we're Muslims, so we have to do it in an Islamic way. So let's get some quick tips on how to get more love in your home according to the doctor's advice, but again, with that Islamic uh, twist, more brilliantly highlighted uh, by blend match. Can't wait to share these with you. All right. So I'm going to touch lightly, like I said before, on each of these. But the exact step-by-step in how I would do it or like suggest you to do it in your multiple scenarios, in your homes, in your relationships, there's no way I'm going to do that in 20, 30 minutes on all five of these. So those are going to be an amazing addition in the class, in the program that I referred to. So if you want more of that, just don't think I left it out and I got non-specific. I feel really bad about that, but that's where that stuff, you'll get more info in that from the uh, October 19th and on. All right. So number one, words of affirmation. So that's the first thing that he brings up. And let's make that Islamic connection here because words are really powerful. Words can make you smile. Words can make you cry. Words can make you have anxiety. Let's face it, words can be sharp as knives. Now, some of us women, they're like, oh, I could throw some knives. I'm really good at putting somebody in their place, right? And then there's other sisters who are like, I feel like I'm catching knives all day. Matter of fact, for my husband, he's really rough with me. And a couple of sisters called me this week and said that their husbands were like really quick to anger or things like that. You know, may Allah make it easy in our homes. But the truth is the prophet, peace be upon him, led by example with his love for his wives. And he would declare his love for his wives openly. And we can surely, if that's what the prophet did, when, mind you, his relationships weren't perfect. There were times when his wives were angry. You know, we too can find some good words. And in Islam, we are called to use good words. In fact, our tongue is a gift, right? Our tongue is a gift. Speaking is a gift. There are people who are mute. There are people who have speech impediments. There are people who have, you know, don't have the gift of a lot of gifts that we have that we kind of take for granted. So let's use our tongue for good. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to purify our heart and our tongue as they are deeply connected according to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And so subhanAllah, let's use our words to kind of, um, You know, encourage our husband. And some women will tell me that they don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to choose the words. Like, it's not something I'm good at. Or that they've tried that, but their husband just doesn't respond. And all these different scenarios. And believe me, these are things that we definitely, definitely go over with our Marriage Boost program. Like, for example, there was this one uh, student in our program. Her name was Halima. And what happened with her is she was choosing particular words that she thought were very loving or very good. But for some reason, her husband, every time she was using those particular words, was having an absolutely abrasive reaction to her. And she was like, what in the world? And what we worked out with her and she came to realize was that she was using the wrong set of words. So, could that be happening to you? Could you be maybe using the wrong set of words? I know that I was. And that could be for all types of reasons. It could be one because you don't understand the way your husband needs to be shown love, or because there's a cultural misunderstanding, or it could even be the tone while you're saying those words. It could be so many different things that we definitely, definitely go through. So, we taught these things to Halima, and Halima went through them, and she basically, in the end, found the right words. And then she found a completely different response from her husband. And she was like, who would have thought just choosing a different set of words? I thought I had to get a whole new husband. (laughs) She's like, I thought I was the problem. And it was just the words. And if I had different words, I got a completely different reaction. But I didn't know them. And now I do. Alhamdulillah. So just saying you might want to think about some words to say to your husband. But when you do that, ask yourself, do I have the right words? Maybe it's not you, sis. Maybe it's not like you as a person, maybe it's just the words. And if you had better words, you'd reach them even better. So just think really hard about the words, choose them carefully and try to say some really good words of love and affection to your husband. Number two, physical touch. Now this one is totally like, I can only say so much in the podcast. I'll probably, and you guys know, cause intimacy is, intimacy is something I'm a bit shy to talk about on the podcast. Why? Because there are guys that listen to the podcast. I'm just going to be real. Like there's, there's some guys who listen to the podcast and me talking about that stuff with you guys can be a little bit awkward where for you guys, when I'm inside the program with you, I could talk to you privately, woman to woman, and we can get into some more of this stuff. But for now, what I will say is, um, you know, this love language is very much connected with the intimacy and physical touch your partner and touch has an incredible effect on us like one of the biggest organs in our whole body is our skin and just like rubbing your finger across somebody's arm or just like really honestly um caressing or like blowing air on somebody's neck or ear like all these things and that's about the most i can get into that right now is just really really um infectious and it just will really really um do things for a relationship that words can't do So even though in the past one, I just said how powerful words are, well, touch is another important one. Now, here's the thing. You might have your husband there and you might think my words are not getting to him. Maybe, like I said, you need different words. And if you just had those words, you'd get a better reaction. Or maybe the language of love that speaks to him best is touch. Now, that's a little sensitive for some women because some women are like, I want to do those things. But I don't know how. How can I learn? And so these are things that are very, very private for women. So like I said, I can't go into them here. I will be doing these types of things more in the program. But I want you to know that that might be his way. And you could talk all day long and that is enough. For most guys, it's a very big one. You know, they honestly would love more of that. There's no guy that I know if, you know, you talk about, could could you touch him more like this or that that he's going to, you know, disagree with you. But um, alhamdulillah, for the most part, this is an essential piece. And now some women are not really, they're struggling with intimacy and stuff like that with their spouse. And so that is a whole nother issue. We have to go into, well, what if, you know, intimacy doesn't even exist right now? Or what if it's just like, you are the shy one or he's not around. There's so many scenarios. So we cannot go into all that right now. But I just want to highlight that that is definitely one of the ways to communicate because this is all about communicating if you really think about it communicating through words through touch and through about three other things that i'm going to give you but i did want to say that the prophet peace be upon him would come home and use a maswak when he first entered so that he could kiss his wife and this was uh, narrated by uh, aisha radiallahu anha in uh, bukhari so that you know he was like ready for her. I know for my husband and I, we have these little rituals that we do and we did them on purpose to increase the love between us. You know when your husband just walks in the door and then he goes and does whatever, from the moment we got married, we established kind of some things. There's actually two things that we do and this is kind of private. I've never said these things before but I say them with the intention of helping my sisters out there if you are newly married and you want to make these or even if you've been married for a while and you just want to approach your husband and be like, "Look, I've noticed it hasn't been easy between us. I just was thinking to do some things that might, you know, create a bit more ease." and our relationship. And so you can always suggest these, right? So I established these with him and he established them with me, like kind of together from the beginning. When my husband enters the house or leaves the house, or when I enter the house or leave the house, I never do anything without walking over to him first or he walks over to me first. So my husband comes home from work, he walks straight over to me. Well, I mean, obviously the kids usually tackle him at the door, <laughs> that's like how it goes. And they get him first, but they say, salam alaikum, And then he comes right up to me and says, Assalamualaikum. And kisses me, and that's how we always do it. And when we leave the house, we say "Salamu alaikum" and we kiss each other on the cheek or on the lips, whatever it is, just because life is short and you never know if that's the last time you going to see that person and that's the truth this is this is the real world and we want to make sure also that we have that beautiful sunnah where we salam each other when we walk in and we give you know bits of affection to each other and this is something really important likewise at night we um, always make sure that we kiss each other before we actually go to sleep so nobody like goes into their separate corners of the bed I'm sorry, guys, I'm in New York City. No matter how much I try to be in a silent place, if it's not children, it's like the, the looming noises outside. So sorry for that. Um, you know, we always just try to kiss each other before we go to sleep. And these are things we established from a long time ago. And one of the secrets to keeping a really healthy relationship is when things are tough, if you've established good, happy things that you do and those memories are there that's the person I love who we we kiss and we greet each other regularly it sets this foundation to make it even stronger when you have tough times and if you're a person who's struggling with that again and you want more help and support with that those are the things that we cover in that program and how you can develop those things and they're not hard They're actually really easy. We just don't know the how to or the steps. And we get that. We get that that's hard for you, but that's why we actually make it. Because, like we said, unfortunately with these things, like people don't talk about these things. Or if they do, it's like, you know, you either get the like the really basic stories and then like you don't really know how to use those stories in your real life or something is so ivy be like you know so inappropriate to talk about in public that everybody's like shh don't talk about that so you're like all right that's not helping me so that's why we have these here all right let's move on to number three um the other love language that is mentioned is receiving gifts now this is a sunnah of ours right from islam so like i said like this is not created by this doctor but he does mention this gifts do have do not have to be expensive it's just the thought of the gift that will obviously speak volumes now the prophet peace be upon um, him taught us that gift giving softens the hearts of the people come on now you have your husband he comes home and he's like look I have no reason to give this to you right now. I was just thinking about you and he gives you a rose. You're like, oh my gosh. Even if you were so mad at him that day, you're like a little less mad at him, right? (laughs) Because you're like, well, he did give me a gift. Or did you ever have a person that you were not on such great terms with and then they come over and they don't even apologize, even though they probably should, but they do give you a gift. And we're talking obviously in a sincere way. And you're like, All right, you know, alhamdulillah, one of the things that we do with gift giving totally off the topic is when we go to a new neighborhood and we move, one of the first things we do is we go to our neighbor's houses and they don't even know us. You're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be scared because we're Muslim. But it's a sunnah to be good to your neighbors. And so we do it with that intention and we knock on their door and we give them gifts. That is the beautiful way to come into somebody's life is by giving them salam and giving them a gift because it softens their heart to you. They were like, oh my gosh, those scary Muslims, they just move into the house across the street, peering out the window, looking at us, or we can come smile, greet them, give them a gift. And then they think twice about us. All right, maybe they're not that bad. I mean, they did come right up to us, so they maybe they're not shady. And they did give us a gift, and mm, this candle smells nice. Or these teas are really, we always buy them pre packaged because we know like people in America, like they don't like to get like open gifts, especially with COVID, obviously. But this is more like pre COVID, but we always do package things so like nobody thinks that anything was tampered with. <laughs> it's so scary, but this is New York mentality, unfortunately. But anyway, same thing with your husband, okay? You give him a beautiful gift. It doesn't have to be anything. It could be just like a beautiful card, love letter. It could be something that you know that he's been having his eye on. It could be anything, sis, that you know will just touch his heart or that he's really into and just be like luck for no reason. It's gonna soften his heart to you. I don't know a guy who's not gonna like that. So this is one of the suggestions and obviously we're talking in a sincere manner, right? Number four, quality time. So here's the thing, again, going back to the tough relationships, if you're struggling in a bad relationship and you have no good memories to lean on, these are one of the marriage killers. There's so many we could talk about. If you guys haven't heard, I think I had a podcast back in September, or actually a couple about one of the six ways to like destroy a marriage. And that was a really popular podcast with you guys. And a lot of you guys afterwards DM me and was like, I'm doing those. I'm doing a bunch of those. And we're like, great, let's talk about how to switch those around. See, what I want women to understand most of all is you're not in a dead end marriage. You can be like, you don't even know me. You don't even know my husband. What are you talking about? But let me tell you something. The majority of women that I talked to over the past 20 years that I'm doing this are missing key things that they should be, could be doing that would make their difficult husband so much less difficult to deal with or that they themselves, you know, didn't know that they were doing, that once they realized and they stopped or they just pivoted, like Sister Halima, who was using just the wrong set of words that set her husband off and she didn't know why, because it made sense to her, but for him it wasn't, then, you know, used a different set, she was totally good. It's the same thing here, quality time. Most of us approach guys the wrong way. We're like, The guys look at us as naggy and whiny. Oh, you always want me to spend time with you. You always say, I don't give you enough time. You know, you don't say I pay attention to you. But like most of us kind of feel starved for that. Let me give you an example. And not spending time together in marriage is something that a lot of women suffer with. So for example, have you ever been in a marriage? Well, I mean, like you're in multiple marriages. Let's say you're married right now. That you are with that person in the same space. Let's say the house but on two separate sides of the house when you're together in the house or two separate sides of the couch or maybe he's right next to you sitting but he's always on his phone. Does that happen in your house? How does that make you feel, right? But what if you didn't have to feel that way? What if you could feel like he was into you? He wanted to spend time with you and and all of that stuff that you wish he would do. See that's the thing. That is possible. A lot of women are just going at it the wrong way because they don't understand how to approach guys. You can't approach guys the way that we think guys should be approached. You have to approach guys the way they want. And that's the stuff we share with women. We want you to know that and do that instead. You have way better of a chance of connecting with him on a more intimate level, let alone just even on a basic level at night, you know, when when the kids are asleep than the way a lot of us are going about it now like for example we had this one um sister in our program her name was Fatima and Fatima was basically always trying to come to her husband and be like you know I really love you you never spend time with me and you know what guys when guys hear that stuff do you know what they're thinking total nag I know that I know I shouldn't say that but like that's what they're thinking they're like oh my gosh total nag here she is complaining again. Guys don't like to be accused, complain to, and they feel like when we whine or we, even if we said it nicely, like they think it's nagging no matter how we phrase it. But you know what? There was a total different way that she should approach him. But she didn't know. Like this is my point. And you know what happened? When, when, when she came to us, when Fatima came to us, she thought it was because of her. See, like once you've been rejected by your spouse that much, and I think for her, it was like five years, you start to think it's you. I must not be pretty enough. I might, you know, I must not be attractive enough or like, you know, good enough to spend time with. You take it really personally because I mean, who wouldn't, but it's so much less about you than you realize. And so much more about the approach. Now, the approach is totally fixable. We don't have to get a new you. We don't have to get a new husband. We just have to get a new approach. And it's just a matter of steps. So I want you to feel super hopeful that if you feel like you're, you know, I've tried everything, but have you? Is that true? Is that really true? Can you say that with the utmost certainty that you have tried everything? Because I'm not sure that's true. And if you get really honest with yourself, you you should be like, well, okay, maybe I didn't try everything, but I tried a lot. All right, but maybe you didn't get to the right one yet. And that's what you do. You learn something else until you get the right one. Because as Muslims, that's what we do. We don't lose hope. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't make your husband, in, you know... Unreachable, right? It can feel that way, but he didn't make it that way. He didn't make you unreachable. There's sometimes your husband is approaching you the wrong way, and you're like, oh my goodness, leave me alone. Why are you talking to me like that? But maybe in his mind he thinks he's he's fine. You know, you know, guys, they think they're doing the right thing. Everybody's having good intentions sometimes, but they're going about it the wrong way, right? So that's what we did with Halima. We just basically taught her a different way to approach him about that stuff, right? And so The same could happen with you. So ask yourself, did I really try everything? Is that true? Is that really true? And if not, sis. Don't let your marriage continue on the way it is because the fact of the matter is, I want to ask you a really real question before I go into this last one. Could you imagine your marriage staying exactly how it is right now? Could you imagine staying in this feeling that you have right now? for the rest of your life because the truth is, if you don't intercede, nothing changes. People just like either give up and they're like, whatever, I've tried everything, this is my life, or they're like, you know, what can I do, I don't know any other way, and they do the whole like victim-maskeen thing, but here's the thing, neither of them work, ignoring it doesn't work, and you know, acting like we can't do anything about it doesn't work, it doesn't change anything, if you keep it the way it is, a year from now, two years from now, Don't expect anything to get better. Or you could try something different and get a different result. Do you get where I'm getting at? I just want you to know that, like, I feel bad when women feel stuck and it's unnecessary suffering. Because that's what happened to me when I didn't know. I didn't know any better. And I wrote off my marriages like, oh, I guess that'll never, and I didn't know any better. But then when I skilled up, that it was a totally different experience, All right? Let's get into number five, last one, acts of service. So this love language mentioned by the doctor is all about action, which is kind of what I just talked about, action. But let's get into a slightly different thing here. Being there for your spouse physically by helping them. <laughs> Some women are like, wait a minute, look. Help my husband physically with stuff? I already have enough stuff. He just goes to work and comes home, but me, I'm doing the kids, I'm doing the house, I'm, doing my, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to, you know, get this stuff here going on, I got these errands to run, and then you want me to help him too? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and even you're like, I'm trying to get him just to throw out the garbage, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to generalize. These are real things I hear women telling me, okay? Um, alhamdulillah, sometimes it's the little things. Just little, Right? you see your husband struggling with something on the computer, you just stand over him, you're like, honey, do you want me to help? I got. I know how to do this thing right here. If you actually click right here, it might be really good. Like little itty bitty things, right? You know your husband has to get up early for some special meeting and you're like, you know what, I know you go and get your own clothes and everything because you know I'm so busy and you feel so bad for me, but today, I just I felt so much like you just need a little ease. I just wanted to take out your your pants and iron them today cuz maybe you're a person who doesn't usually do that. Like these thoughtless things. These like these things that you do at just like I didn't have to do that, but I did that. And you don't got to like rub it in his face that you did it, but the point is these little things, just like the gifts. Make them a bit inclined. Don't talk about anything else. Don't bring up anything connected. Just literally Because some women are going to be like, look, my husband doesn't even deserve that. Well, then I'm going to say, do it for the sake of Allah. Because your marriage is half your deen, right? And, And let me just say this last point as I end with these five as an advice to the women. A lot of times women tell me, well, he needs to do it first. And my advice on that after being married for 20 plus years is... You keep waiting, sis, and see how that goes for you. Because the majority of the time, like, men don't think like us. Here we go again. We take it super personal. Like, he got to do it first, and I'll do it because, you know, I'm already doing a lot. That is not how men think. You see, that right there shows that we don't understand how men think. Men don't make it, like, her first, him first, like, as much as we do. Because us, it's, like, super personal. We get offended, right, if he's not doing it. But for them, they're just like, what? They don't even get it. They're like, what is she even upset about? Like, we're over there fuming in the corner, and he's like, what, you're mad? Why? <laughs> it's like the funniest thing. Like, do we speak the same language? So my point is, do it first for Allah. Not for your husband if you can Do it for Allah. I'm gonna make the niya today to do one of these five things, two of these five things, for Allah. To show Allah that I value this marriage that he gave me as a gift. And even though it's hard, for the sake of Allah... I'm going to do this, and I know Allah will credit me, even if my husband doesn't credit me. It's going straight to my Akhirah bank account, okay? It can never, ever lose benefit because Allah sees everything. He sees the days you cry. He sees the days you you have good days and you feel better. And he sees those in-between days where you're like, all right, it's good five minutes and it sucks five minutes. (laughs) I had one of those days the other day. It was really difficult. Like, I woke up on a good note. Kids were really, really challenging then they got better because they always do this thing. I have this thing with my kids where I'm like, you know, we could restart the day, right? There's no such thing as a bad day. I teach my kids this stuff from like four years old. They're like, yeah, mom, let's restart the day. We make a joke. We go like, Bloop. and then like they run back up the stairs and they come down and they go, alaikum. good morning, mommy. And then like we start the day over. And so that was really good for about two hours. And then they went right back to their difficult, challenging selves because that's how life is okay but the point is they were making effort where a year ago my son wouldn't have even tried to redo the day so alhamdulillah for progress as slow as it can be so Allah sees all those days and he's looking at your response and he's giving you credit so don't feel like you're stuck in a marriage where nobody sees Allah sees but what are we doing to change it are we believing it's hopeless is that true is it really true that it's hopeless ask yourself are you 100% sure that it's true? And if not, what can we do differently that 's why we 're here at mindfulness I give you guys all these tips so we can help you reach different levels of yourself your relationships and your life for yourself that you want all right so don't just focus on all five of these things. Even if you pick one, that would be great. Just know that your husband might have a different way he needs to be approached. Maybe it's through gifts. Maybe it's through touching. And like I said, we can't go into touching too much here. We'll do that more in the private program we have. Words of affirmation. It could be words that are really important. You're choosing the right words. Matter of fact, it could be the quality time because things are rough between you guys. But you need, you need a couple laughs in there, guys. You need some laughs. And I know you might not know how, but that's why we give women step-by-step, so you're not alone. But I just want you to know that these are tools that if you just dig into a bit deeper, they could be that outlet that you're looking for in terms of connecting with your husband. All right? So renew your intention today. Try one or two of these. Don't forget to book a call if you need to from one of the three options I told you, the 15-minute quick, 30 minutes on Thrive um, in there or if the 45, if it's like urgent and can't wait to see you all on Sunday in our second book club, inshallah, I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.